Hello, welcome and namaste to the World is Ending podcast. And on today's episode, we have with us Cora's favorite, Cora's son, Cora's favorite one, and the one and only one, Sean Kernan from the United States of America. Ah, uh, Sean has roughly around two hundred fifty thousand followers on Cora. He has around ten million monthly readers on Cora. And with us talking to him, we have Megha. who is my co-host for the day she is a big fan of Sean and she wanted to be a part of this uh, episode so i thought why not so we have like two hosts for you me ankit and megha chatting with Sean Kern and the son of Cora so let's jump right into the interview and learn and understand how Sean thinks and how he operates and how he works as a full-time author All right, can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I can hear you, Sean. Great, great. So, welcome to the World is Ending podcast. We couldn't uh get Logan Paul here, so we got Sean Kernan with us. <laughs> That's awesome. How well, are you, man? Yeah, I I I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh hanging out at the house here. What time is it where you are? Is it 4:30 in the morning where you are? Yes, Sean. Yes. <laughs> You, we are awake you, waiting for you. Oh man, that's so nice of you guys. What part of India are you in? Uh make Bangalore? a guess Sean. Make a make a guess Sean. Uh let's see here. Um I'll go with Kerala. <laughs> no. Close by. <laughs> like some popular Close city. Okay. Popular city. Popular city. You know the name. Aren't, aren't they all populous? Uh okay. Um uh what's the other one Calcutta Silicon Valley Silicon Valley Mhm Oh that's awesome Uh no no I said I said we're from uh, Bangalore which is uh the Silicon Valley of which India Which is the Indian version of Oh Silicon I was going to say Mhm yeah Got it got it that's awesome So you guys are Cora users Yes Sean we are Cora users and uh we are Sean Kernan stands <laughs> Great. I love it. I love me some stands. So, cool. <laughs> How's your I'm uh, actually having yeah, yeah. a fan girl moment here with Sean Kernan. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't don't do that. I'm normal. So, so she's so she's married. Don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, I have a girlfriend too. So, and I and I haven't requested any hall passes to date, so I'm good. <laughs> How's your uh, Easter and uh, Good Friday? It was good. Good. So, um Tampa right now is on lockdown. Uh mm-hmm. so it's been just really quiet around here um for probably the past month or so. And so everyone's just been kind of laying low. There's a lot of people out walking and um my family lives up in Virginia, so I didn't really get to spend time with them. I just hung out with uh my girlfriend and you know, just laid low. Oh, wow, that's so, good. that's good yeah so uh, how about you uh staying inside you know just the usual working from home we didn't have a vacation so just a just a normal day in the life of ankit <laughs> yeah yeah no i understand that's cool yeah it's just a it's a weird time right now so what is i'm i'm turning this into i'm going to interview you how about that and uh <laughs> dominance established <laughs> <laughs> dominant right <laughs> yeah 
No, um, Sean, this is my no, podcast, no. okay? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens at the end of the 21 days? Do you just, do you destroy the podcast? The world ends. <laughs> the world ends? Yeah, he, he's yeah. going very pessimistically well. out here. <laughs> the world is not going to end because the lockdown has already been extended. Sean, we are, we are uh, interviewing. The, you're, you're the 21st guest on this podcast, so, you know. Oh, well, I'd rather, if we're all going to die, I'd rather die with you. So, there we go. Love yeah. you too, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, since you're the, you're the... You know, it's interesting. Go ahead. No, please, please, please complete a sentence. No, I was, uh, I was, it's funny because I, I do see what happens um, a little bit over there. And I, and I wrote a, um, I wrote something that Balaji had written about how all, everyone was ringing the bells uh, at five healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, and I shared a post about that. And I just thought it was kind of a cool gesture, how everyone rang the bell mm-hmm. to support the, the workers there. And then I got myself in trouble with Indian politics somehow. The people what? that were mad about Modi commented. Yeah, they were mad. They said that a bunch of like um, anti-Modi people commented and said that I was supporting the regime and I didn't even know what I was doing. And uh, so, yeah, I've stepped in, I've stepped in mud a few times (laughs) and didn't know, but. It's like, it's like taking French fries to Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) I can't win, man. It's just people on the internet are just, they always find something to, to yell at you about. So, oh, well. Sean, I have, a, I have a question for you. Like, you're the son of Cora. So is Cora the mom or the dad? Cora is the, uh, I would say, we'll go with aunt. So the, the name, the son of Cora thing, it actually originated. I was just, uh, I joined. So I read a lot of like fantasy literature and just like books that are like involved like Zeus and, you know, um, other like, gods and there's all always like the son of darkness, son of Zeus, things like that. And so I just kind of came. So yeah, that's where it all started. And I just kind of stick with it. Oh, that's, that's great. Oh, no, you know, uh, you have a, you have a very uh, particular impression of yourself on uh, Cora. Like uh, there's this one guy who is, uh, if Mega, you can add in if you want to. Uh, mm-hmm. She's doing an interview for the first time. Maybe she's shy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how, yeah, like you have this brand established, like if Sean replies to your answer or if I get a gold medal answer from Sean, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the benchmark of this answer is good. Or this, is, this is good content on Cora. So uh, was, this, was this a <laughs> conscious decision, like creating a brand for yourself and Cora in this manner? Um, not really. I mean, it all just kind of started really like in, in sort of an innocent kind of on, um, I was on Google and asking questions into Google and it kept taking me to Quora. Then I was on Quora, um, in late 2016 and I just saw people writing kind of funny answers and I liked it. And so then just like on a whim, I, I started writing, uh, I started writing answers to questions and it just sort of went from there. Um, the brand, I mean, I guess if, uh, what was the question again? Like what sort of brand did I develop? Yeah, like, like you, you have a personal brand in Cora, right? Like, uh, you're like the, uh, uh the hallmark guy on Cora. <laughs> so, uh, well, so 
Yeah, yeah. So one thing that I saw was like, I saw, I wanted to write answers that were easy to read that mm -hmm. I saw a lot really long and they just went on and on and on. And I just wanted to write stuff that was kind of easy to read. I didn't want to use big words and try to sound super smart and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I just kept it very simple. That was my idea of it. I wanted just simple, cool answers that people would enjoy reading without any of the fluff. Um, you know, there, there's people out there that will write, you know, the really complex and long answers and things like that. And that's just mm -hmm. not, it's not my thing. Um, and so that's kind of what I went with and answers things. I, I've, to be clear, I've messed that up a few times. I've shared answers on there that were totally like plagiarized on accident. I've shared them that were just factually wrong. So I, it's not a perfect brand on the gold medal. It's still mm -hmm. subject to mistakes on my part. But um, yeah, but despite um, all this, fun, I mean, I enjoy it. You've been able to sustain for so long. I mean, even now, any answer of yours gets a minimum of like 3,000 upwards. So how is it that, you know, you've, you've maintained it for so long? Um, that's a good question. Um, so I've changed it up over the years. So the first like year was all like joke answers. I mean, the, you, you wouldn't have learned anything in my first year of um, so then I kind of changed and I asked for feedback from, I, I started this chain. I said, um, you know, what feedback would you offer on Sean Curran's answers? And I got like 150, all the haters came out, man. It was like 150 answers telling me I sucked. And, and so I, and I took it in stride, but um, I, I pivoted and by changing it, kept things a little more fresh. And I found that the type of writing really enjoyable because um, I get to learn. I get to go out and read things and study and just discover the, you know, all there is to, to know out there and about animals and, and uh, you know, science and history. And um, I try to write out drafts. So like at any given time, um, I try to knock it all out in big blasts. So I'll do several hours straight of answers. Like at any given time, I've got about 20 drafts that are complete and ready to be um, published. Um, I enjoy it because you know it's fun to engage with people too. I mean, just to, to keep the train rolling and see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I still enjoy it somehow. I don't know. I don't know why. But <laughs> that's great. So. You know, you know, there's one thing. Uh, there's there's this. Uh, what what part of the answer do you think? Uh, so we we just uh, try to get into uh, the ABCs of how to become a Cora persona from you. So my sure. questions might come off as a little more technical than. Um, uh, than the usual questions you're used to. <laughs> no, I love it. Let's do it. Perfect. So, uh, uh, so once you're answering a question, what part of the answer do you think makes people click on the upvote button, makes people click on the follow button? The last sentence. Mm -hmm. The, the uh -huh. last sentence. So you, you, your, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if it's, there's, it's also, if it's just a bit, if it's a good comprehensive answer that they like, they're going to upvote that either way, but you always want to start and finish with your, your best lines. It's sort of like a comedy set. And I don't always do this. I'm not a, a perfect example all the time, but you should try to, and um, the last sentence should put a bow tie on the big idea of your answer. So um, if you do that, It'll make people feel closure and they can walk away knowing exactly what you said and there's no like unanswered questions and they're happy and they push up both. So do you take inspiration from like uh, other authors or uh, other people, or other content writers on social media platforms? Um, I actually do not. I don't read much anymore. I um because I'm so busy with writing, you know, and it's just, it's too, it's too close to what I do. I, re I read books sometimes. 
Um, I don't have time to read nearly as much. And like any reading I do, I'd be looking for like gold answers. Um, but no, no, I just, um, you know, I'll take that back. So like authors that are really good, um, I'll sometimes look at like mm -hmm. old short stories by like really famous authors and um, just sort of appreciate, you know, the concision of them. Um, I'm trying to think of names. I can't think of any names right now, but one good thing to do is I would say look back on like, so like a lot of authors that we had to read in high school, a lot of the times we didn't, we didn't really enjoy it because we were being forced to read it. But if you go back and like revisit some of the old stuff, like even just some short stories, you'll look at it of eyes and really appreciate how talented some of these people were. Um, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, who are the, who, are the, who did you all have to read in high school? I mean, yeah, was yeah. there any, what were the classics you guys read? We we have we have a very interesting high school. So uh, uh, I, I'm not sure about Mega uh, has kids who are in high school. I guess no. My my daughter is nine years old, and I I read her stuff too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. So if 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 I remember my high school, we had something from Shakespearean drama to uh, Vijay Tendulkar. I'm not sure if you know who Vijay Tendulkar is, but Vijay Tendulkar's translated an abridged drama. So it was it was. It was an amalgamation of every kind of bullshit that you can fit in a single textbook. So there was no convergence and pattern in that. Okay. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out, like you have a Robert Frost poetry and then yeah. you have a T.S. Eliot poetry in the same, same book. So yeah, Indian so high they, schools don't make sense. So it's, a, so I just, so I just assume they make you, you guys take like seven math classes that are like max difficulty. And then maybe like one, one English class and then, then you go home and you do more math. It doesn't work, work that way at all. Mate. I now. meant that with no offense. <laughs> now Baco. Now Baco. <laughs> no offense taken, but no. completely different. Is it? Okay. Well, it's I'm always curious to know how it works in other, in other countries. So uh, how not. it works for us is, how, how does it work for you first off? Just uh, to get a context for, for how, what you perceive. Yeah. So like. Yeah. So like, um, when in the high schools here, it's pretty like, it's not as heavy in the, uh, unless you go to a technical school, it's not as heavy in the math and science as a lot of other countries are. It's more of a holistic approach. You do, you know, it depends on the school. Like I went to a, a traditional private school. You've got your English history, geography, blah, blah, blah. I mean, but my sister went to like a Quaker school and their school was like way different. They had like art class and pottery and then finger painting. And then like maybe a math class and it was like mm -hmm. really fun school, but <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it varies, but. So for so. us, it's like, it's, it's like we have a standardized syllabus. So mm -hmm. there are bodies that take care of which books will be followed in all uh, schools across the country. Yeah. So you have to follow that particular syllabus and everyone studies the same chapters, the same stories, the same concepts. And wow. uh, yeah, and there's equal weightage on um, on every single subject. So uh, the, the the country that uh, resembles India a lot would be Brazil. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have something that's very close to the Brazilian education system. Okay, like everything is equal focus. You have uh, if you if you're giving an engineering entrance exam, you have to study some English as well, even if you are yeah. even if you are in a technical school. What as what you say, but you still have to study mm -hmm. English because because uh, why not? You have to study something called physical education, which is a PE class, uh, because yeah. someone, someone yeah, totally. thinks it's important. <laughs> but the, the main 
uh, focus, uh, the approach to learning is still rote-based learning, learning from memory mm -hmm. rather than application. But uh, what I can see now, because, you know, my, do my daughter is going to uh, grade four, is that there are a lot of schools that have come up that are uh, purposely looking at alternative learning. Yeah. So because they're realizing that it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, because so it's so tough. Learning, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, hmm. well, I was just thinking out loud because so when, so when you guys do that, they're like, so like when I, here's another big difference I noticed too, is when you guys get to eighth grade and I know we're on a tangent here, but this, this is what I do. I like to talk about random things, but um, mm -hmm. in, in America, one big difference too is like in the summers, do you guys get jobs in the summers or do you have summer school? Does that make sense? Uh, depends, mostly, man. Depends. Uh, oh, okay. The approach is not, I mean, people who do jobs are the ones who really need them unless, you know, they're, they've graduated and, you know, they're looking to enter the uh, workforce. But until then, yeah. people uh, and parents themselves frown upon it. You know, they are like, we are earning, what's the need for you to earn? I think it may be changing uh. a little bit now, but uh, summer jobs, etc., are not, as common. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, sorry to take you guys on a tangent there. We can we can talk the the, the, so, the, the uh, nuts no, and bolts let, if you'd like. Let's <laughs> let's move back from the tangent anyway. So, like, yeah. uh, you've made a lot of friends from Cora, and uh, has it changed sure. your worldview in some way? Has it changed your worldview in some way? Um, the, the thing about Cora is it's so international and I've interacted with a lot of different cultures such as India and other cultures and um, it just kind of reminds me that people are pretty much the same at heart I mean everyone wants kind of the same thing in life and um, it you know people want to be happy they want to have a good partner they want to have a good career prospects I mean people stress out about the same things we have like the same insecurities like you know does this girl like me or does she think I'm ugly and and all those types of things. And um, Core has definitely made me feel more connected with people and um, helped me really understand, you know, that the world's big, but really it, it's not that big. So, but yeah, that was the question, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay. uh, I see a lot of your social media posts where you're trying to uh, funnel your Quora audience to Medium or uh, mm -hmm. some other social media as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it is it a conscious decision? Like, is it is it something uh, uh, a marketing funnel of some kind, or uh, do you have something in mind? Yeah, yeah. So I started writing on Medium. Um, I started so it, it they they allow you to share links, and so it drives traffic to what you can do is you can drive traffic um, by sharing links of your articles. Um, and, you know, I think there's kind of like a bend, don't break rule when it comes to like promotion on court. Like, I mean, they, they'll allow you to share articles and things like that. But if you go in there and you say, come to my article, subscribe now for $5 a month and, and blah, blah, blah. When you start doing it too much like that, that's when you sort of stray into the spam territory. Um, but yeah, I mean, of, of course I want to drive traffic, you know, to my other articles. I mean, I'm a full-time writer now and I make my living uh, from Medium and from Quora. And so, you know, I'm not, I haven't always been the best about promoting and stuff. I, you know, I used to, I, I feel kind of dirty sometimes when I do it too much, but it's kind of a necessary evil. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth, you know, and 
the one thing I wish I had done more um, that a lot of other core writers who, who are time is the email list thing. That's a big part of it. Um, that's sort of like a 101 basic thing that anyone that's trying to build a business, even with like your podcast too, you know, trying to build email lists and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been trying to do. Just share the articles and try to bridge the, the gap there and, um, you know, share my content with readers. So how's the uh, full-time Quora author and uh, full-time medium author lifestyle treating you? And Honestly, uh... it is freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm going to lie. So the backstory was in, I was a financial analyst for, um, for a number of years and back, you know, I had a job that I just really hated and I was working in a typical corporate environment, a lot of demands. And I just, you know, I wasn't vibing with my boss. And this is the short version. And I just got to a point where, you know, one day I'd been saving money on the side too through the core partner program, making some money. And I had built up some savings. And, um, and I said, you know, I'm just, I, I went into my office and I quit. I didn't have a job left. I put in my two weeks on my job. And because I had just gotten so burnt out on everything and I was just going to take some time away and, and look for a new job. So this is September. So in September, I'm looking for a new job. I'm interviewing while I'm interviewing. I, um, I, I jumped on medium and I started just testing out some posts to see what happened. And as I'm doing this, I'm just writing these articles. And as I'm interviewing, I was, um, a couple of my medium articles started taking off and started making some money. And I was like, huh. And then while I was interviewing, I, I found, in the back of my head, I was, you know, I was secretly wishing I wouldn't get these jobs. Like the small little voice inside of me was like hoping I didn't get the job. And I didn't, I didn't think that was like a healthy thing to have inside of me. So I, um, about after about two months, I, I decided to just like push pause. It's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to look for a job. I'm going to try this writing thing out and see what happens. And, um, and so far it's just been a dream. I mean, I can't even, I can't even explain it. I, I hope I can keep it going like this, but, um, it's been awesome. I mean, the money's been good. Uh, I wake up in the morning. I don't, I have all my work clothes are in a closet and they haven't been touched in like six months. Um, it's, it's amazing. Honestly, like you still have, yeah, it's, it's such a dream. And I, um, it takes discipline. Like you have to, you still have to get work done. You have to write, but like with a career in writing is different than your traditional corporate job in the sense that, you know, your, your, your job is to come up with good ideas and your job is to like, think of these ideas and, and bring them to life on paper. And, um, and like medium's a lot more competitive, it's longer form. And so like a part of my work day is going for a walk and listening to a podcast and writing down notes while I'm walking. Like that's considered part and it's, it's awesome, but it's, uh, you know, you still have to get the wheels turning and really come up with compelling content. Um, yeah. What about uh, in terms of community engagement, uh, in terms of community engagement, what do you think, uh, which, uh, community, do you have a bias about, uh, either medium or Quora in terms of uh, the kind of community that these people have. Okay. So in terms of community, Quora wins hands down. Mm -hmm. It's way better. Um, they're, they're so different. So like I used to think Quora and medium were just alike. And then I started using medium more and it's way different. So medium is more, it's way more American and Canadian and like in British. It's, and it's, it's not as diverse. Um, Quora's got a better, I don't know. I just, I'm a little bit biased towards Quora. That's my first home. Um, there's, there's a lot of really nice people on there and in my experience, but you know, I don't write controversial stuff, so I don't deal with a lot of the trolls as much, but um, mm -hmm. the community on medium is different. It, you know, it's there, there's not as like when you go in Quora, you can see all the comments instantly. You recognize names of people as they comment. 
medium it's not as much like that there's not as many comments so you don't get to know the personalities quite as much so uh, you know sean i must share this with you uh, one of your mm -hmm. answers has really resonated with me so much that i actually share that i do mentoring for uh, kids of lower income backgrounds so there's one answer of yours uh, about like they come to me with things like i want to become a bollywood actor i want to become a cricketer and that kind of stuff so actually mm -hmm. quote from an answer of yours that you to be good uh, you have to choose a career in which you are at the you have to be in the top 2% to oh, succeed yeah. i, I remember mm -hmm. that answer very well because i actually tell that to the students you know and i did they they resonate with that answer and they think mm -hmm. of you know alternative careers and you know what is more doable that that answer has really struck with me um, uh ever since I, i've read that mhm mm well thank you yeah I, i think there's um i think that's important for you know uh, for kids to hear because there's i think with kids at any you know in any country they they're very idealistic you know you know if you come to this country half the kids you talk to they want to be they want to be a pro athlete or they want to be a movie star and you know you have to at some point start weaning them off of those ideas and you know make them come to terms with realistic you know you want kids to chase their dreams but you don't want to be let down by really really you know bad odds of of doing something but i think yeah. there's like i think there's wiggle room in the joints i think that like you can find a career that you know is fun and it's also hard work but there's there's got to be some middle ground where you can you can still enjoy your career and like i think it's important that kids start to learn how to enjoy the work of doing things and the payoffs that come with the work and um yeah really start to dive in the one thing i think that's missing sort of in the the thing of kids into the private sector and in that whole world is that you know we send kids to school to study medicine and be a nurse or or be an engineer or whatever but they don't actually know what the job is like they they've never like walked around for a day with someone seen what the daily job is because a lot of the time what you study is 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 way, what you end up doing is ends up being way different I did it yes and so um yeah you know i i wish to but uh, which uh, brings me to this uh, Sean Ferris <laughs> Sean which, Ferris Sean Ferris <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to this uh, next question like uh, uh, how do you become an impactful um, social media person uh, as in how do you become how do you establish yourself as a good person on social media ooh that's a that's a deep philosophical question there um well you know do you mean like good as in moral or high performing like getting lots of like views and stuff uh, i mean could you good, discern between uh, those good two good as in good as in you know uh some some kind the kind of uh, reputation that you enjoy you know like uh, uh sans you don't have a lot of controversy around you you don't have uh, uh, like people people take your word for what you say and people assume like you're the one friendly guy who mm -hmm. would be willing to respond to all of your comments who would be willing to respond to your messages which you are but how do you how do you portray that on yeah. social media well i think that like you know when i first joined so um i think you've got to just be sensitive to all the different types of audiences that are there mm -hmm. so it, you're going to have like when i first and i think a lot of people when they when they first join they don't realize that there's different types of uh, of people that are going to be reading like i saw for example i saw a guy who he was an american businessman 
and he wrote a post about how um, he was doing he was doing tough love when he said anyone who lives with their parents after they're 18 is a loser and like it was a bit harsh of a of a critique but in other cultures it's very normal and so I, I think that to be good on social media you have to embrace that it's multinational um, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt too comment that's critical of something you've written don't always assume it's a troll like because a lot of the time when someone leaves a critical comment there's an opportunity to learn from that because they can point something out that maybe you could have worded better and um there, there's a there's a concept from marketing basically so when when someone leaves customer feedback the basic idea is that businesses know that that cust that feedback that letter they get is often what a lot of other people think too so being open to that feedback from people when you're reading, being willing to like change and realize when you're wrong. Um, the worst thing you can do, I think, when you're on Quora, Medium, or social media is if people start getting angry and it starts the complaints, digging in your heels and getting stubborn and, and, and refusing to admit you, you might have said something wrong, it's only going to make the problem worse. Um, also, as a general rule of thumb, I mean, I don't, I don't like arguing with people. I, I don't think much good comes of it on the internet. I, I don't really enjoy conflict. And so, you know, it's trying to just move away from the drama, people on the internet. I mean, there's a lot of cranky people out there. They're going to say really bad things. Um, block them if they're being, if they're being rude and they're cursing at you, just block them and move on. Um, yeah. And just, you know, see the glass mm -hmm. full, be an optimist. So right. Right. speaking right. of uh, blocking, um, you must have a lot of female yeah. uh, fans, right? Especially I guess in India too. <laughs> So uh, we were just discussing what what is the highest uh, level people have gone to, you know, get in touch with you or once they got in touch with you to, to show touch you, to touch you, Sean. Touch you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a, a holy being or anything. <laughs> um, there's been, you know, overall, it hasn't been too weird. Like, I mean, in terms of like the craziness. Like it's mostly really flattering stuff. I get a lot of messages on Instagram with people just saying really sweet things. And uh, you know, for the most part, Indian people are very kind and nice. I mean, I rarely get bad stuff from them um, unless I accidentally say something nice um, different, but uh, it, overall they're good. Um, in terms of fans, there's been some weird, the weird stuff that's happened for me. Is like, I mean, sometimes there's naked pictures that get sent and you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want naked pictures of people, man or woman, and uh, <laughs> that can get weird. Um, <laughs> and then there was a, um, what was it? There was a bunch of fake accounts. There was like, for six months, people were making like fake accounts with my name, and that was weird. Um, overall, it's good though. I mean, I, you know, it's cool when you like, every now and then I get recognized somewhere, and that didn't happen until like a year, year and a half ago is when it started. And so it's always really flattering because like, I mean, I'm just a guy sitting in his house. I'm just a normal person like you guys. And, and I just write stuff occasionally on the internet. And so it's just, I don't know. It's just neat when someone comes over and says hi or wants to take a picture and uh, you feel appreciated, you know? So, um, but yeah, no, it, it's been a very positive experience overall. Sean, one last question. Uh, how to create viral content on um social media like Quora and Medium uh, mm -hmm. to reduce advertisement budgets for uh, let's say startups and companies. Do you think it is effective and if it is how to do it? So um, yeah for startups you know it's the thing is you'd have to be smart about it you know you don't want it to sound like a corny infomercial you want what you want to do is I mean you just got to do storytelling and you've got to give it context 
Mm-hmm. See, the problem is these sites, these sites are policing companies. They don't want companies doing these free advertisements. I mean, on Quora, you can do it if you work it into the context of a question. So if your company is a, um, if your company, you know, does some type of video conferencing and it's a question about video conferencing, if I were doing it, what you could do is you should get really micro and describe like specific instances where, where Joe and Jane needed to do a video conference because of X, Y, Z, like tell exact stories about how a problem was solved using that company's, you know, technology. Um, you, you got to stay away corporate speak, like it's an advertisement on the website. It's got to be more personal. Uh, so if you can tell stories that are very personal um, and they, they relate to solving problems and find a way to cleverly link in there, perhaps um, that would work well. But at a minimum, even if you don't do the link, I think it's good to educate people and like let them know what you're doing. Um, just to even if it's just like one post a day, just write something quick and simple and um, you're spreading awareness because core, the big thing about core, it's easy to get lots of views where you couldn't get that elsewhere. Um, that would be my main advice. Wow, that's amazing. That's a that's a brilliant uh, uh, advice to end this uh, uh, thing on. You know, like I, I could I could get a lot of things uh, from you, like what thought process goes behind in your writings, and uh, you know, there's a lot of essential things that uh, uh, you have uh, in you. Like that, I, like I see, like you're a very passionate author who really loves his job and really considers it something as a part of himself, which is very very inspiring uh really and also i think you listen to people i think that's a very very big thing where you Mm -hmm. actually as you mentioned you ask people for feedback and you take that feedback i think that's um very rare actually oh thanks so much that's i mean i honestly like i think writing is i think anyone can be a good writer I, i do and i think if you just have an open mind and you're willing to learn and and, you know, getting critique, it's, it stinks sometimes, you know, because when someone tells you that your writing is not good, it, it's like they say your, your baby is ugly. And, you know, it, it kind of hurts sometimes, but it helps you get better. And um, I try to listen and do my best. And, uh, you know, it's fun. It's the pursuit of mastery is like what it's all about. Like in life, if you, if you enjoy getting better at things, whether it's like painting or writing or coding, um, learning to enjoy that process is the key. So... Mm-hmm. Sean, thank you very much for uh, coming on this podcast. This was, this was way better than uh, any other episode that I've shot. This is so much fun and uh, well worth waking up till 5 a.m. in the morning. This, this, is, this is amazing. <laughs> we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Sure. sure. Sorry, to, sorry I had to wake up so early. Go drink some coffee. Many more upwards. <laughs> you as well. You as well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thank you very much for joining uh, the World is Ending podcast and hopefully the next season. On the next episode, we'll again be with Sean Kernan. Every every episode going forward. Sean Ferris. Sean Kernan. Sean Sean Elliott. (laughs) All right, man. Man, Have a good day uh, and uh, stay safe during the coronavirus and stay inside. Take care and uh, I don't know. Enjoy the the incoming fan messages and uh, keep writing in Koda for us. (laughs) You got it, buddy. All right. We'll talk again, okay? Sure, man. Sure, man. Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This was so much fun recording with Sean. And uh, yeah, we also have a bonus episode on this day. Like, I mean, I don't know which episode is a bonus one anymore. But uh, 
you know we have one more episode for the day so please check that episode out as well and this was super fun i'm so excited there are two more episodes left and every day we will be releasing one bonus episode plus one normal episode so i'm really excited about what's coming up for the podcast and uh, yeah we're almost done with the quarantine and i really hope situation is better for most of you who are listening to us so good night good day or whatever you guys are up to have a great time make sure you're safe make sure everything is fine for you guys and take care